0: All right, here we go. Ready? Are you ready? Count me in. Five, four. I'm ready. Seven. Yep. Nope. Two, one. <laughs> th- threw me off. All right, give me one more. Three, two,
1: <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> hey guys, this is Rob, and welcome to question number twenty. How'd you land that gig? It's my interview with Taylor Johnson, songwriter, electric guitarist. This one's awesome. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent. Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. I'll come.
2: It's a long story. You have kids? No, I don't. I'll come. What's your record for consecutive questions asked?
0: 38.
1: What? You look like you had a little white disc in your mouth.
0: No, it could have been a peanut from dinner.
1: A whole peanut?
0: A whole peanut.
1: (laughs) Does anybody want a peanut?
0: Does anybody want a peanut? Maybe I'll put that sound bite in. Does anybody want a peanut?
1: This is for fun. It's your podcast.
0: I can do whatever the hell I want. Enough of that. Percy, are there rocks ahead? If they are, we all be dead. No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? Yeah. How'd you land that gig? What's that sound like to you? Sounds like a freaking self-help book, right? Yeah, kinda. It's not that. The deal behind the title is that it's a question that gets asked of professional musicians all the time. You play a gig, you're talking with someone, you tell someone about playing with someone. It's inevitable, especially from younger musicians. How'd you get that gig? For sure. I feel like peers... Are more interested in the relationship. They know how it works. I'm kind of giving it away by just saying that. They're more interested in the relationship, like, oh, you're playing with so and so. Uh Taylor, for instance. Oh, you've played with Lord. You've played with you Played
1: with Lord? That's crazy. How'd he get that gig?
0: Hey, how'd you get that gig? I don't know if he played with her. I think I think that was on his songwriting side. Oh right. Or recording.
1: It's like saying, Hey man, where'd you get that cool shirt? It's shallow and not really the point.
0: Yeah, it's a not understanding how things work.
1: hmm Yeah. It makes sense.
0: So this conversation is diving in to that question that like gets asked all the time and diving into how people how anybody gets a gig and it's all relationships and which seems super cheesy to say
1: no because go on as a professional development trainer i talk a lot to people about the best ways to job search and they say that i believe it's like 75% of jobs are found through networking it's not just going, sitting in your PJs and applying online from home. It's knowing people who know people, and networking can look like anything. But that's how, even in I'm going to call it the regular world, <laughs> um, uh, the RL, a real, what is RL?
0: Real life. That's yeah. gamer talk for real life. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You've been deep in the
1: in the gaming um, scene. In the
0: gaming scene.
1: Even in RL, that's. How it's done. Music, so it's not any different in any
0: other industry. And that's why this conversation, I just love it. He talks about influences, his background with music a little bit, so but like you just said, it cross-pollinates. Yeah. Is that a lame way? I've been using the word cross-pollinates a lot.
1: Weird that you're saying that, but it it is fitting. And
0: just that that phrase seems to be my go-to phrase for this podcast, and that if Typically. so cheesy. I know. I know it's cheesy. Okay. Sprinkle
1: a little cross-pollination on everything.
0: Is that an actual song?
1: No. (laughs) Uh, Nothing I say has ever been said before, Rob.
0: (laughs) I love that. Okay. But really, (laughs) the reason I say cross-pollination is because of years being interested in wanting to better myself and better my career and being curious about a lot of things. I found out something about people. Yes. And that is typically people, when you want to further your career or get better at something or life or learn from someone, we typically look to people that are doing what we want to be doing. Mm -hmm. But I believe there's so much wisdom to be had sitting down with someone that I mean, I've said this all before, but sitting down with someone that's outside of your field of experience or even the direction you think you'd want to know, if you can get past what someone does and talk about why they do it and who they are, the wisdom can cross-pollinate between no matter what you're doing. Yeah. You can learn from everybody. So, we met at Brit's Pub. If you're friends with Taylor, you know he's a diehard soccer fan and a soccer player. Is he player. really that into soccer? Yeah, he's super oh. into soccer. Super I mean, I knew knowledgeable. he was kind of into it. But. Yeah. I, as I've been trying to, I really love watching soccer mm-hmm. i've been getting into it the past few years so i feel like he is now one of the top three people i'll text if i have a question about soccer
1: do you have like so many
0: people on your list well, i have a few like just buddies you know andre's in that jorge's in that but now taylor's in the running taylor's in the running for it <gasps>
1: but well, you didn't say why brit's pub taylor likes soccer what does that have to do the brit's pub
0: oh brit's pub is one of the top places in minneapolis I think to go watch a soccer match.
1: I'm a little biased because the local is where we tend to watch soccer. Yes. And they have an amazing breakfast special if you're there to watch soccer.
0: Go to the local, watch an early soccer match and ask for the breakfast special. It's a breakfast sandwich with cheesy potatoes. Oh, oh! So good. oh cheesy potatoes. <laughs>
1: the other place that I haven't menu to watch a game but I've heard is good
0: is The Nomad, right? Yes. Uh, let's move on. Yep, I'm bored now. You know, all this talking about mm-hmm. soccer is making me. Th- this soccer is making me thirsty. This this soccer is making me thirsty.
1: This soccer is making me thirsty.
0: Do you know what this is reference to? Oh,
1: it's something about pretzels. Pull it forward. Seinfeld.
0: Yes. Boy, these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs>
1: these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> oh.
0: These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> These pretzels, are making me thirsty. <laughs> these pretzels are making me thirsty! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Come on,
2: these, pretzels making me l- the XX- these pretzels are making me thirsty! More! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Kramer!
0: These pretzels are making me thirsty!
1: these pretzels are making me thirsty
0: <laughs> these pretzels are making me thirsty <laughs> this soccer is making me thirsty you don't know quench a thirst when you've been talking about soccer for a good 45 to 60 seconds what a guinness
1: rob can i see my line now
0: <laughs> yes rob did you know are you going to tell me something that we'd have to say if we were sponsored by someone because i'm glad we're not sponsored mm. if we were sponsored i would be required to let you continue your statement right now saying
1: that a study done by the University of Wisconsin found that drinking Guinness can reduce blood clots and the risk of heart attack. Ha boom.
0: What a waste of time. One would say that Guinness is healthy. I repeat. You just butchered one of their main t-
1: <laughs> Guinness their, is healthy.
0: You're so close but butchering. What? One of their main taglines of oh, Guinness. Well, Guinness, milk? good for your health. Guinness, is for that, your health. Uh, Oh, yes. Have you seen the posters? The
1: vintage ones. No one needs to know this happened. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, Sylvie. To mother's milk, may she always.
0: Are you you cheersing actual mother's milk? Because that's gross. (laughs) Are you cheersing? I was about
1: to do that. Good catch. (laughs) (laughs) That's so gross. But they do say breast is best. But right now we're talking about Guinness. This kind of mother's milk. That's a real tagline, though. Breast is best. Mm -hmm. They give out stickers. All
0: right, what's Mm -hmm. next? For any of you that have been following the podcast, any fans of the podcast, friends of the podcast, if you've been following along, you know that we ask Sarah a question each week. Those questions come from you. You go to iTunes, you rate... Five stars only. And in your comments... Listen, anybody that's left a comment so far saying about how they appreciate this podcast, how they like this podcast, you're awesome. But here's the deal. We want questions... In the comment section, leave a question for Sarah. I will read it to her on here. Also, we've been getting a lot of people writing into the website. If you go to thecuriouspod.com slash contact, you can fill out a form there if you have questions, you wanna send me a note, you wanna leave Sarah a question, or you can call the hotline. We're not really diving into the hotline this week, but if you wanna call the hotline, give us a call. Leave a question for Sarah. On the hotline, you can leave a message about how one of these interviews has impacted you, your thoughts, anything you want to, and your message could be chosen to be played. Don't leave something that you're not willing to put on here. I've had that a few times. People leave a message, and at the end of their message, they say, "Uh, oh, by the way, I'd rather you not put this on the podcast. Listen, the hotline is to get on the podcast. This is the most interactive podcast in the history of the world, period. Period.
1: The end. The, end. the end. Period. The end. Period.
0: If you want to call the hotline, the hotline number is 612-584-9330. This week's question comes from the website. Are you ready for it?
1: I'm ready. Give it to me.
0: It's from Chris932. I don't know why Chris932 left. They're putting like a handle on the website. You can just put your name Oh. when you write into the website. Just his name. Anyways, Chris932 asks, Sarah seems to have a good memory hearing her stories. What is the earliest memory she has?
1: That's a great question. Uh, I can't say for sure if it's my earliest. Actually, I have two memories. I'll give them both to you, and you can choose which one you want to post, Robbie. One of my earliest memories, I want to say I was four or five. My parents told me, don't eat the chili peppers that your dad's growing in the garden. (laughs) And I thought to myself, I must eat the chili peppers that my dad is growing in the garden. <laughs> so I remember it vividly. No one's around. I mean, clearly they were somewhere in the house, but they weren't around. I sneak outside. I grab a nice little handful of chili peppers, and I'm pretty pumped. I bring them over to the couch, and I remember putting them on the couch, like on the, like the seat of the couch, and I'm on my knees. My knees are on the ground, and I'm crouching there. I'm like, yes, it's going down. <laughs> And I start eating them. And I instantly realize why they told me not to eat them.
0: Like, were you on your second, third one? Had you put a couple down I think
1: I had. And then I think we, like, jump forward in time. I don't know if it's, like, half an hour later. I'm not sure what the time frame was. Suddenly, my dad is carrying me upstairs, and I'm throwing up. (laughs) But I don't regret it.
0: You don't regret it? (laughs) No, I never
1: regret it. Even as I was throwing up, I didn't regret it. Yeah, and I wasn't even doing it to be naughty. I just was like compelled to find out why I shouldn't eat the peppers.
0: Okay, your second story. My
1: second memory is, it's like a weird memory because it's it's like a really mundane memory. I remember, same time frame. So this was right before I was going into kindergarten. So I would have been like four or five. I remember laying on the floor, and we had, you know, our TV inside of this entertainment system. And on the bottom of the entertainment system were these, I guess I would call them, like, wooden dowels. It was like a decorative oh, ro- Like a decorative okay. rod. Mm-hmm. And behind that was this weird kind of mesh cover, so you couldn't see inside. Oh. And I would always lay on my back and, like, play with the wooden rods with my toes. Or, like, fit my toes around them. <laughs> I remember... Laying on my back at night, using my toes around the wooden dowels of the entertainment console, and watching Full House, that's a memory I have. That's it? That's it.
0: That is the weirdest. Nothing happened. That is the weirdest, most specific, pointless memory.
1: I'm so glad I have those, though. I'm sad for all the rest of the world who doesn't. Like you. (laughs) (laughs) You're like probably your oldest memory is from when you were like maybe 16.
0: I have memories that are older than that. But not as vivid as your your brain is just paints a picture. I don't know why it stored that though. Chris, thanks for writing in. I love these questions. This is so much fun. I love I love hearing you tell these stories. The weirder the question, the better, for my enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So head over to iTunes, rate, comment, subscribe. Let's dive into this interview. You know, one of the things we talked about in this conversation, we dive into his approach to co-writing. That reminded me just now how much I appreciate and I'm so glad I'm doing these interviews in this podcast because it's mainly a selfish thing that I can sit down with someone and pick their brain and have a conversation like this because co-writing is something I've never done outside of a band scenario with the full band of guys. One-on-one co-writing I've never done and it was cool to talk with him because I walked away thinking I would really like to dive into co-writing it's just one of those things because I haven't done it and it's outside my norm and my experience so far You're apprehensive about it because it's new, you know. Yeah. So, I'm just gonna throw that out in the world. If you want to co-write with me, let's do it. You're gonna get some weirdos when you ask that. But I'm gonna throw it out there. I think I'm. I want to start doing some co-writing. I'm ready for that.
1: Are you ready for that? I think I'm ready for that. Do you feel like a big boy? I think I'm ready to start dating
0: someone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are you gonna mention the podcast
0: hiatus? Yeah, these episodes coming out once a week because I want this to be a part of people's week. Oh, totally. Part of their morning routine. Yeah, and I've had a lot of people reach out that this is something they look forward to every week. For those people, I say, Sarah and I are heading out of town. We're heading out of the country for a couple weeks, so the next two weeks, I'm going to take off. I'm completely unplugging. I'm going to unplug from social media. We're going to go have an adventure together.
1: But if you don't post it on social media, did it happen?
0: (laughs) Ugh, that's true. The U2 concert this weekend, Mm. which can we talk about that? How awesome that was? Mm, Yeah, bucket Uh, list kind of thing. We were talking, I was talking about when I was playing with some people this weekend. They're like, oh, you were at the U2 concert? I I didn't see a post about it. Literally, that was a statement that was said by someone. Oh, you went to, I didn't know you went. Uh, I didn't see a post about it. U2 is my all time favorite band. And for me,
1: all time favorite?
0: I, yeah, I'm just coming out and saying it. It's my all time favorite. Adam Clayton is my favorite bassist. Edge, Larry Mullen, Bono. That's just magic. I love this band. So for me, it's a U2 concert, such an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. That was just in it. I just think I would have appreciated it more if I had had more time to get
1: excited about it because that's how I work. Yeah. And listen and, to the album and like read the lyrics, make sure I got them right.
0: Yeah. Then I would sing. All of that pointlessness to say, we're going to resume the podcast at the top of October.
1: In a steel I've been found.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, let's dive into this episode. A couple notes about this podcast interview. Number one, allergy season was kicking in for me. For some reason, when we did this interview a couple weeks ago. You sounded congested. I get it. Crazy. Okay. If you stick around, after this interview, Taylor just released a project of his called Wild Pony. And I'm going to play the title track to that album. The album's called Encinita. I'm pretty sure it's named after Encinita, California. But you don't know how to say it. I don't know if I'm mispronunciating. (laughs) Mispronunciating. Holy crap. Let's just get on with the interview. Stick around. I'm going to play this track in full. I'm losing my mind right now. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm supposed to be saying 10 more things before this. No,
1: I'm not helping. I'm already
0: on. My mind's already on vacation mode. Got a few gigs this weekend.
1: No one cares. (laughs)
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's my interview. Let's get into it. Get into it. I can't say that because that's another person's tagline. Here's my interview with Taylor Johnson at Brit's Pub. Dig it. Dig it, mate. Dig it. I don't know if we can say dig it, because I think that might be someone else's tagline.
1: Oh my gosh, everybody for real? Has,
0: everybody has taglines. Everything is taken. Well, you're the one that Maybe. Earlier, you're the one earlier that said everything you True. said hasn't been said here's, before.
1: Here's how you lead into the episode, or interview, or whatever we're calling it. Huh? Build it up for me.
0: Here we go. It's <laughs> no. time for my... <laughs> here's my interview with Taylor Johnson. Oh yeah, you want me to say that part again? No, I just had to remember what you said. Okay. That's what you said. All right, let's dive into my conversation with Taylor Johnson at Brit's Pub.
2: <laughs>
0: do you have it? Do you have anything? I'm
1: trying to think. I was gonna okay. do something dumb, like really, just like really concrete. You know, like so turn up your volume in your car because it's shitty and enjoy your commute to work. Enjoy. Bye bye.
0: <laughs> you have a session here in a little bit.
2: You have to go to uh, yeah, yeah. It's I can kind of do it whenever. I just have to be at a. I just have until dinner to do it, so. I'll just go record it. Actually, it's kind of funny. It's like, I'm gonna do, today is going to be my first day to use the Kemper in the studio for myself. Yeah, dude. So, I'm going to send files from that, and they'll have no clue. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Like, what they think? Yeah. I've sent, yeah. Well, I don't think I've sent this guy Logic Guitars before, but um, there's just this, this a buddy of mine who's, like, he's a big Christian writer, and yeah. he, like... Literally, I can just kind of call him and be like, or text him and be like, hey, I'm home for two days. Oh. I have time for four songs. And he'll be like, okay, I'll send you four songs. And I'm like...
0: Oh, <laughs> okay, all right, very yeah. cool. Oh. Is he in Nashville?
2: Yeah, he's in Nashville. Who is it? His name's is Travis Ryan. He used to be the worst. Ah. I met him when I was in Southern California. Um, I played at Saddleback Church a few times, and he was there. He yeah. to, He actually asked me to play there. Yeah, yeah. Because um, he was... I don't know if he was on staff or he was like... They were kind of grooming him to be yeah, the next, to be the next guy. Yeah, because there was an older fellow there who yeah. was like. They were just kind of like maybe time for him, that guy to step down. Travis did a great job, and he had me and, a, and this guy Dan Bailey, who plays her father John Misty now. Okay, yeah. Um, he, and then, a cool bass player, and his brother played keys, and his brother's, like a writer too. His brother wrote for uh, he co-wrote that song "Kids" by One Republic. Oh, and he's yeah. done strings for like U2 what? and like Paul McCartney. Yeah, so he's, he's like. Well, there's a... Super legit. There's a Southern California kind of, like, crew of people who are all tied in with a few guys in One Republic. Okay. So, that's how the U2 and Paul McCartney stuff happens. Yeah. Because,
0: well, how is One Republic connected to U2? Tedder
2: wrote with them. Yeah. And Paul McCartney. Yeah. And the Killers. And, like, dude, like, whoever, you know?
0: I I always, I guess I don't realize how big of a deal he's become.
2: Yeah, he's... He so it's my buddy Brent who plays cello and bass in that band. Oh yeah, and Brent uh, Kutzel. Oh, you know Brent? Yeah. Okay, I haven't met him before, but I've heard he's like he's an awesome dude. Um, he's super rad guy. He ended up calling me about three years ago to play on the side project that he started with a buddy of mine, a guy who plays drums for Phil Wickham. Yeah, plays drums for. He was joining this project called monarch yeah brent it was kind of brent's like brainchild okay and so there's this guy named brennan singing but brent was doing all the tracks so it, i quickly figured out like whoa okay brent does a lot of he's he's ryan's right hand guy yeah so when ryan goes and does like writing sessions with yeah. people it's like
0: oh here by, by the way i here's oh, a beer
2: list i don't know if yeah. you know what you want um i mean i'll just do a jack and coke yeah thanks um, straight from the gym. Straight from the gym. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it's Friday, dude. Dude, it's Friday. I love it, man. <laughs> I quickly realized, like, oh, okay. So Brent's the one who's like, he kind of got me interested in like the song, like start the the way to get into songwriting with um basically like starting a track, starting songs, starting yeah. a vibe. Okay. So I'd been really familiar with that in the past when I first started playing, and like when I was you know 19 I started doing professionally I was put into a band scenario yeah um and right away I was 19 no peripheral like what is the music industry had no clue yeah. I, was, I was straight from Berkeley College of Music and was just like a little idiot and I was put into a situation with guys who were like the singer was maybe seven years older than me yeah and the bass player was six years older than me and the drummer was actually I think 10 years older than me nine or ten yeah. years older than me but That wasn't know, for Wickham, was it? No, it was for a guy named Robbie C. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 But I stepped into that and I was yeah. young gun, just ready to go. Yeah, no, Let's and, do this. Yeah, yeah. And so we go to band rehearsals and like I would just try to come up with stuff and like new parts for songs that they had already recorded. Like <laughs> yeah. this is what I want to play, you <laughs> yeah. know? And luckily They were like cool about it. Yeah, Robbie really received it. And the bass player did too. The yeah. bass player's kind of the one who like ushered me uh, in. Ryan Owens is Yeah. Know, yeah.
0: I was like the biggest Ryan Owens man, fan for the like, longest. He's a monster. He's a
2: monster bass player, but man, I'm more of a fan of that dude's like work ethic and like the way he. I don't know. He's just such like a. Is he a hustler? Yeah, he's and, and we we really relate because like we both grew up playing soccer and both grew up under like coaching and yeah. like and um, like strict coaching. We both were kind of groomed in the same like Texas soccer program. When you when you get like 11 or 12 in Texas, like
0: That's you serious. can start.
2: Yeah, you start trying out for club teams if you no, if you're serious nice. about it. And so Ryan Ryan was like 6 years older than me. So he was on yeah. like the <laughs> 1977s or 78s and I was yeah. like on the 83 or 84 team. Yeah. And um Yeah, so we were related to like that was just both of us were kind of like sports first through high school yeah, and yeah. college were like then music, music came after camped. that. Yeah. Okay. So
0: which is interesting. I wonder if that discipline in sports uh played a role in discipline with like I don't know practicing or learning stuff like yeah. you knew how to just sit down and run things run plays I don't know I just feel like a lot of musicians I've met with with like sports backgrounds yeah have like more
2: discipline well, that's one thing that I found for sure more um, I don't know about with practice with me um, it was always just kind of an obsession yeah so I mean I would get home and from soccer to 14 with two hours left before yeah. I had to go to bed and I would sit there just nerd out nerd out on yeah. whatever you know van halen and how to make yeah. van halen face <laughs> I'm awesome. still going through my van halen yeah. face it's, it's never stopped um, still you
0: have like two hours after getting home you're like okay I'll uh, just yeah. play a couple oh, of van yeah. halen right when I get up and yeah. so was like
2: that's such a like great like beautiful time of learning an instrument because it's all for fun you get so much better quicker if you're having fun doing it yeah so, um Same with Brian. Anyway, to go back to my point with Brent, it was like, what I found out about Brent with Ryan in the One Republic thing is that he basically has, we'll sit around and start tracks, start around like just ideas. Like, hey, here's here's an intro in section A. Mm -hmm. And you listen to their songs and it's, there's really like section, an intro in section A, then like section A1 would be the chorus. Yeah. It doesn't differ too much from the verse. Okay. It's just bigger. Yeah. And it comes back. You know, the chords don't really change though. So it's
0: almost like the verse was written first. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Then it's just the vibe that, goes, yeah. and
2: Ryan's like, and he's a very, like, from what I've gathered, yeah. very, very high-functioning, like, barely sleeps, always thinking songs, which Man. is, you know, explains a lot of his success, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so Brent, that's kind of what I was doing at a young age with Robbie. I would have ideas and be like, this is what I'm listening to right now, and influence down into... A couple ideas and send them a few maybe every two or three months mm-hmm. and then after a year and a half we have you know a large batch of songs for a record based off yeah, of things we've of stuff you've messed around yeah, with yeah, yeah. and created yeah and it was really organic and fun and i never thought of any other way of doing it yeah getting in a room and writing with someone um you know i've signed a publishing deal with bmg that yeah. like in december and some of that stuff is like cold call like hey it's like first date. like, Yeah. I mean, we never met. Yeah. Hey, I can see you on Instagram. You <laughs> can see me. We need weird. to get in a
0: room and make out and right. see how it <laughs> exactly. goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically it. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because skip any conversation,
2: Let's go straight
0: sh- sh- to making out. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird to show up with like five or six. I'll usually show up with like five or six starts. Okay. And usually someone's pretty, they're like pretty pretty on it with like, if they're showing up and they're wanting to write, I, they know I'm like the chat yeah. guy. Usually have some lyric stuff if they need then they'll come and, like, they know, like, hey, I've got to, like, you know, i got to, like, birth this song, really. Yeah. So, and they do, like, sometimes it works and sometimes it's, like.
0: So how does it um, work with you as a tracks guy and a guitar? Like, trying to think of those scenarios.
2: Do you just bring your rig in and you're coming in with ideas? Well, if I'm in, if I travel somewhere, it's, I usually have a little bit of, yeah, I'll come in with, like, just a laptop setup mm. and a couple preamps and, like, go. Yeah. So, but I'll usually come on with songs, like, all the stems, of something something's like, hey, here's section A, section B. Yeah. Let's go. Do you like it? No? Or just listen to three or four ideas, and that's the one I want to ride Yeah. About. So, it's cool. Sometimes it really... Sometimes you knock it out of the park, sometimes you don't. Yeah. So,
0: Are they so, setting these up for you?
2: Sometimes they do. Yeah. If, 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 I, if I ask, you know, yeah. if I put the feelers out there. Yeah. If, if I just say, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. for Damn. working on something, I can sit around for a few more days. If... Um, if there's anything you guys want to do. So, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. You know, but there are other times that I, that I'll, I, I honestly prefer writing from like kind of scratch with people. Yeah. Where. You don't have anything, I don't have anything, let's just play off each other. Or just a, I have like a, some, you know, some little musical idea, like a motif or something. Yeah. And then something gets sparked and, yeah. you know, you just kind of know like whoever's got the first idea. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, there's a rule in stand up comedy, like never negate. What the other person is, is throwing at you. Oh, yeah. Like, with it just, improv? It's, yeah. yeah it just it's just always... Yeah, never say no. Never say no. It's like when someone's no. like, hey, so we went to the store. No, we didn't go to the store. We actually... <laughs> it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. people... <just laughs> what are you trying to you know? do? Yeah. yeah. And it just shuts things down. Yeah. But when you show up and it's like, hey, I have this idea like right in front of you. I'm actually yeah. playing in front of you. And then to be able to be fluid and like get ideas going like while someone's writing lyrics and just, it's, you know, yeah. it's like a little factory kind of thing. Yeah. You're, you're, you're like factory line a song. Yeah, but you know, I've had great experiences with that too. I'm just thinking
0: about your not saying no comment Have you always been good at going straight for the yes, or did you
2: have to learn that the hard way at all? Um, I actually learned that rule to not, never negate like what someone's yeah. bringing to the table, it, creatively. Yeah, I Learned that it probably when I was 11 or 12. Yeah, because it's, it's a funny story when I moved to We moved to Fort Worth, Texas when I was in sixth grade and I didn't know anybody. My parents' bright idea were like, yeah. hey, let's take this soccer player kid and put him in an improv comedy class. I'm like, I out of way yeah. to like right, <laughs> just throw it. me yeah. in the deep end right away. And so yeah. I learned that I was like terrified trying yeah, to, yeah. I'm like you know, I was like a funny kid. I was like class no. clown, but uh-huh. I got in and I was like, obviously I, no, I don't want it no, no, no. I'm yeah. not This I'm not a theater kid. This is not me. They knew that they realized real quick, but I learned that there. And it made a lot of sense. I hadn't written a song until I was probably 18 or 19. But, yeah. Um, and they just stuck with you. Yeah, it did. It did. And so there are times when like, you know, I'd be in a band rehearsal or it's mainly in the band context where, you know, I always try to put my best foot forward and have a, like a kind of a big scope of ideas. And yeah. um, one rule of thumb I try to keep, too, is if I have an idea that someone else doesn't like or they're like, hey, maybe we're, that might not be the right thing for this. I immediately want to be able to have Plan B, Plan C, Plan D. You know, like okay, I want yeah. to have a backup. And I don't really. So when get people my team...
0: say that to you, yeah, like, I don't
2: like this. Okay, here's another That's idea. That's cool. Yep. You know, let's make it work for the whole team. So when someone else has an idea, like usually if I'm writing with a song, like a singer, and they have an idea, it's usually because it came from a place of honesty. And like I don't want to be the one going, "You don't really mean that." It's like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, "No, I really do." You know. So you have. I think it's. I think it's good to be like. I have been in a scenario. With, in a songwriting session where there's been me and, a, me and a writer me and a singer and then there was someone else there who was like no I don't think about it. it's like Whoa, wait wait let's let's just finish Let, yeah, even if I'm not sure them out right? yeah. even if I'm not stoked on where verse one is even going yet let's get it out enough to where we can both realize I think it gets to a point where people can both realize like this might not be happening yeah but I think it's better in, in rule of thumb to get it done like see an idea through yeah even if it's bad. You don't have to show anybody. Yeah. But you got better. Yeah. Just hear it out. Right. Yeah.
0: Man, I... uh, The two things you're talking about on the external end of hearing someone's idea out, man, I've been in a couple band scenarios where it was in one band project i worked in it was everything was super quick no i don't like that the first time you play something no i don't like that uh try this and then there's no no amount of let's settle into it let's hear ideas out and see what it comes out of Mm -hmm. it because there can be some synergy like these bad ideas quote bads could like turn into something good
2: totally totally
0: and then i've been in other scenarios like that like okay let's feel it out and then it kind of turn makes just the slightest turn and it could be cool oh yeah and yeah. it's awesome. That's what yeah. I love about it. It's like, yeah, man. man, that's awesome. I like that about you because I am naturally the opposite of you with the ideas. Yeah, I really. It took me a long freaking time yeah. to get that. Like, cause my I was the exact opposite. I would come in and like I would have one idea, and I would just try to perfect it before I came in, mm-hmm. and I'd hold on to the idea yeah. super tight instead of like holding onto it loosely and having ten ideas mm-hmm. that you just are cool with mm-hmm. and let them pick. Out yeah. Of yeah. That
2: and I think for me what I, what I pretty, hold pretty close to chest is like I love creating with someone else anyway like it's just better it's just always better to me um, and it's all, the, the end product is usually better received as well ah. it's a little more maybe a little more accessible a little more like um, wide reaching yeah. so if I do something by myself I'll do the corniest thing by myself and people will be like that's the, the best thing you've ever done yes and then I'll do things that I think are amazing i yeah. like I spent you know three weeks on one thing and they're like that, that's, you know it's alright yeah, it's alright but, <laughs> but any, anytime them. I yeah. do something with someone else just yeah. adding another human into the equation another mind yeah. another like experience from someone else it's just um, there's another energy to it that I think people can that it's like that people can really grab on yeah. so, whether they know it was written by two people or not yeah. you know I think people there's something that just translates so, yeah, yeah.
0: The, letting the ego go mm-hmm. with that man I that took me a long time to realize too and that's a huge part of me like in the studio I would uh, want to hold on to my ideas Where the producer I'd right. feel defensive if the producer was like okay pl- actually here's the exact notes I want you to play yeah. here's the line I want you to play I would take that as like ooh like I'm not good enough Right. instead of embracing the synergy nobody knows right. no one would know I didn't come up with that line sure like if it's a good idea it's, it's a good the, idea exactly
2: and that, I, think, I think another point would be that like going back to saying man I'll spend three weeks on an idea that I'm just trying to like that I think is gonna be like yeah. my masterpiece whatever yeah. and like uh, yeah for sure thanks, thanks. Um, uh, I'm good for now I will have another one in a minute you know going back to where it's like the times I've spent very little time yeah, yeah. on coming with something is, are the times people are like
0: whoa my gosh
2: man. and then like the times I spend three <laughs> yes. weeks people are like it's cool you know yeah. and I have a pretty good barometer of like people that, yeah. I, that I bounce stuff off of okay. and I know like what I'm going to get from that person when I get with that person what, yeah, like, like
0: what they lean towards
2: oh yeah my favorite one is my girlfriend's mom now She's, yeah. oh she's such a music fan but okay. she's also cut to the chase so and it's ama- really oh she it's like amazing
0: a, just a no bs oh yeah and you can see it and her
2: you can see it right away yeah i'm not even gonna ask what do you think of this yeah you just show it and it's just like she's either jamming or she's like just tunes out <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, but totally. it's a test you it's can like, just
0: instantly watch her face totally and just yeah. read it no and i love uh, it yeah. it's like
2: okay okay so <laughs> i don't know that's awesome but going back to like me not being so precious with it so say i'm like riding with like you know um someone i've never written before who's really excited about something and i might not be as excited about it i have to realize those scenarios that i haven't have had in the past where it's like hey i'm not completely excited about this yeah but this person has a spark and uh let's see it through because yeah. i know the times that i haven't felt such a spark on something yeah people have really enjoyed it and that means. A, that means a lot to me, you know. Yeah. It's not everything. Yeah. I still want to like put my best foot forward, but and I always will, no matter what. I can't just go, hey, this is like a, kind of a corny song. Yeah. I'm still gonna make this corny song. Like, yeah. Put my best foot forward and like. Totally. You know, I'm gonna Thanks. see it all the way through.
0: I don't know. I think meeting someone on their level, and I don't want to say level like you're coming down to someone's level, but meeting someone where they are mm-hmm. and on their project or their their enjoyment of something is a gift. Yeah. to give someone. And I feel like it's kind of a selfless thing to remind yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, and people have done it with oh. me, though. I, like, yeah. going back to when I was 19, I, I walk into a rehearsal yeah. with this band, and I have literally <laughs> a Fender American strap from yeah. 1998, yeah. a Tube Screamer, and a Wah pedal. Oh. And I'm about to go play with a worship band. And what's yeah. what's what's every what's one pedal a worship guitar player should have on his, on his pedal board? He should have, like, three of them. Yeah. He needs three, like, delays, you know? Yeah. Whatever's yeah. hot at the yeah. moment, yeah. yeah. So... And so they're like, hey, you're probably going to need a delay to be in this band. I'm like, cool. Bought a boss, DD5. Yeah. And like, "Oh, like,
0: yes. didn't
2: know that it even had a tap tempo. So yeah. I just leave it on. And I, whatever <laughs> tempo it was on that day, that's where I was playing. So, Are you
0: serious? Yeah. yeah it was. It was, so awesome. it was so dumb. Uh, just like swelling. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, so, that's so great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah they so were okay.
2: nice to me about it. And yeah. they met me where I was at yeah. for sure. I slowly got into like really wanting to figure out how certain guys that I... I mean, I just geeked out on, like, how do I sound the best in the context of this band? And I figured out pretty, I had to figure out pretty quickly, because it's like, he had a platform, and I'm like, one of the first things I ever did with him was play um, this festival in front of 15,000 people at an amphitheater in the Woodlands, Texas, (laughs) and it was a live recording we had yeah it was, a, it was a live we recorded a live ep in front of fifteen thousand people and i'm 19 this is three months in oh, i've got my new amp oh yeah i have no clue yeah exactly let's figure yeah, let's yeah. do this and um you know i was always a luckily i've always wanted to be like cover my bases and be a parts guy yeah so you know there was never any question of like what am i playing like I, yeah. you know, how do i i know oh, yeah. that there's a you part the, the part may not have been the yeah. best town ever yeah and it's fun to listen back. But you nailed that first part, the song, yeah. and I made them up. You know, I yeah. wrote them, so I was I was proud of that. Yeah, but, you know, so I wanted to come and I was like, what other band? I just started looking what other bands are four pieces. And yeah, I was like, oh, I love the Beatles. How do, how many Beatles songs start with a guitar riff? Yeah, something that's like immediately recognizable because that and you too, you know, whoever yeah. the Killers, whatever. It's yeah, like, that's the template that I was looking. At. I was like, all right, so. I, there are several songs with them that make the hair on the back of my neck stand up every time. Yeah. And it starts with a guitarist, yeah, you know? Totally. Uh, Mr. Brightside. Oh,
0: every time you hear it, it's yeah, like... Oh, man. You know, instantly.
2: Instantly, yep. you're in it. And same <laughs> with, like, Paperback Rider or, like, uh, you know, however many Beatles songs. Yeah. Um,
0: every every song, YouTube song Every YouTube song, ever yeah. Every, some yeah. rad
2: guitar part that's, like... Yeah. You know, and... You may not even like the guitar part, but it's just yeah. there. Yeah. You're like, you know immediately what it is. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I really wanted to come up with, like, I wanted to make that a point and make a focal yeah. point, it's like... Can I get Old Speckled Hand? Thanks. Yeah, I wanted to be like, and that, I, I think that's, if I hear anything from people, it's, you know, I love your, any, any sort of, like, accolades, I think, like, I really love that part that you had on this song. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, I think it's a good way to give, yeah. you know, to have something, to, <laughs> always have something to do, you're never like, well, what am I going to do? In this yeah. yeah,
0: okay, uh, you were talking about Brent. Yeah, uh, and he, how you when you hooked up with him your songwriting about how to start a song yeah you're saying did you learn something from him or you feel like you were oh, on the same page
2: yeah no it, it started making a lot of sense his career um, how valuable he was because I think how valuable is to Ryan okay and that's oh, something and you that saw how I, valuable doing that could be to uh, someone yeah totally yeah um, and with Ryan I mean this the, the the scale that Ryan's doing it's like okay yeah <laughs> you know I mean, you talk to Brent you know every time I had a conversation with him is like he's done something with Beyonce or he's doing something with you two or yeah you know and it's it's because he's the right hand man to Ryan which is awesome you know and yeah. so I have a scenario like that set up now um yeah not with a singer though but with yeah. a producer who's a pretty you know um I don't know. He's a pretty heavy force, and yeah. some things that are happening right now. So. To be his like right hand man
0: with that stuff and coming, yeah, up with yeah. That's, you know,
2: it's it's fun to be in a studio with him, and you know, have him recognize yeah. it. They didn't recognize mutually, yeah. like, hey, this is this can yeah. this is really. There's a lot of synergy and.
0: Man, tell me your thoughts on that because I feel like there. I hate any anything that's like tips or tricks. Oh, that's magical. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Old speckled hand mm-hmm. is my love language. Uh, that's awesome. Because I, I hate like tips or tricks or advice, and so I'm not saying that, but I f- I'm wondering your thoughts on I mean, that is sweet to be able to do, be someone's right hand man, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily something you can go to school for. All your relationship, and especially like the One Republic relationship, it just came out of nowhere. It happened. Like a friend of a friend, and you start working together. Right. If someone asked you, man, I want to I wanna do that, that you would say, all right, here's what
2: you should do yeah. to
0: start on that road
2: yeah i mean it takes it takes some sort of opportunity, yeah, like some sort of like and it doesn't even matter who it was yeah, who it is it didn't matter who it was for me back then Robbie had Robbie had a little bit of a platform, so I was so stoked, humbled and like thrilled to be a part, and I also knew like i'm going to have to be i'm getting leaned on oh yeah you know? and I've always been the lead guitar player in a band I've never been in any other scenario where there's another guitar player Yeah. but what I noticed what I'm saying about those other bands is like the second voice in those four piece you know bands are like is is the guitar it's the lead mm. instrument whatever so getting leaned on um, finding a scenario where you can be someone's like uh, person to lean on yeah. really so like
0: like wherever you're at whatever level you're at totally that. yeah oh man
2: yeah I've had people ask me that a lot of times. You know, yeah. after a Phil Wickham show, people will be like, How did you get involved? How do you yeah. get how do you get yeah. to play with Phil? Yeah. You know? How did you get to play with yeah, Phil? You know? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's what? like the worst <laughs> question you could ever I ask anyone. The yeah, it's yeah. I love it though. I love yeah. the social awkwardness yeah, of that yeah. question. But it's like how did I get to play with Phil? I mean, you know, it was a it was a Christmas <laughs> gift that my parents really begged him, you know, but um yeah. No, I mean, he knew from Stuff that I had done with Robby. Yeah. And his producer that I had worked with knew, like, yeah. what I could bring to the table. And it was, you know, I don't know, just having, just yeah. knowing, like, it's it's basically kind of just knowing who you are and what you do and yeah. being confident in it. And yeah. showing up and going, hey, when I am the lead player right here or bass player or drummer, like, I'm going to be the person that this person can, this yeah. this artist can lean on. Yeah. And, um... And just have that that. put yourself in that role, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, hey, I'm, I didn't start writing songs when I was 14, like yeah. probably Ryan Tedder did. Yeah. But what I did start doing was, okay, for, for first example was I started playing guitar when I was 14. Yeah. My dad is a worship leader. I go on stage. He would, he would basically force me to play. Yeah. Like, you're playing with me on Sunday yeah. morning. And, you know, All he's right. playing in front of 2,000 people, a service in Texas. And it's yeah. like, and he has this, like, totally rad band. Yeah. But so I'm around these heavy players and my dad was like, All right, second song, um, whatever, that's like your love is amazing. Whatever that song? Oh, yeah. and he's like, Taylor, start, he yeah. Change and He's like, Dad, you or he's like, Taylor, you start this one. I'm like, start it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I didn't even think yeah. like, I just thought that's what it comes back to like the competitive thing in mm. me is like the discipline. I was like, All right, in a split second I'm thinking, yeah, I've gotta start this. <laughs> Uh, so I better come up with something. Oh, totally. I, there's no question of what oh, yeah. do I play. It's just you better start playing just, something. Yeah, start playing something, and so <laughs> yeah, it's like totally. it came like pretty quickly. Like yeah. he's gonna put me. Yeah. He's gonna keep doing this to me, yeah. and this is com- incredibly embarrassing because yeah. I don't know how to sound good, <laughs> totally. and I'm still learning what you know yeah. how to play in B flat, whatever totally. that is, and and so I would have to figure out yeah. what, just, like, throw what, in what in little fire. melody can sound good. And, man, it put me I, – I love that he did that, you know. Oh, yeah. It's, it was like my coach asking me, you know. I was playing midfield and in, in middle school and high school. It would be like my coach asking me, I need you to play striker. Yeah. And, like, I have to figure out how to move like that and yeah. how to be where I'm supposed to be when and how to, oh. like, put a body on people. And, yeah.
0: yeah so, dude, hell yeah. Yeah. That thought of, like – you're in the situation, and you better figure it out. You have to figure, like, it, to out. You figure it out. Put yourself in the situation. figure love that. I love that. Me too. That. Yeah,
2: dude, because that that oh, makes life so... so much like. uh yeah. I don't know. That makes life so much more exciting. Oh yeah. And it's you know yeah, you've been there where you're oh, like yeah. you're on stage where you're like there's nothing going my in my favor today. Yeah. These people, I might as well have my pants down on stage. Yeah. But I've got to make it happen. You got to do I'm it. I'm gonna make it. It happen. does not matter. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh.
0: That is one of my favorite things about because i consider myself way more of a live guy mm-hmm. and i i love that sometimes you'll get hit with different scenarios it's like i can't hear drums or click right now yep. doesn't matter it you gotta figure it out because <laughs> you're not stopping this is a train with no brakes yeah it's great though. man okay it's ah, great though yeah I'm If there's anything, of all those like,
2: people you can't explain to no, fifteen thousand people. Hey, just guys, we're, we're gonna pause yeah, for a second because yeah. I can't hear really, really well. Yeah. But like, yeah. Oh man, one of my biggest pet peeves,
0: dude? and the majority of the younger um, front guys I play with, they use like qualifiers or they like apologize, like, "Hey, like we've never played this, we've never played this song as a band before, uh, mm. but he, this is our first time playing it oh, together." Oh, like, in the crowd yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, don't ever. Ever, ever yeah. give the audience an excuse. Right. Because no one gives a crap. No one
2: cares. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah.
0: You'd show up there and you better figure it out right. and you better be listening to everything. Yeah. I just hate,
2: hate on stage
0: excuses. Totally. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. We couldn't hear. No, no one gives a crap. Mm-hmm. Just figure it out. And that's what makes like a live show cool. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, you don't great. know what's going to happen. It's great. It's great. Um, if, I, if I'm, I don't know why I just thought of this, but the things you're saying make me think of. If I believe one thing in life, it's that we don't, you don't find yourself. No one finds themselves. You create yourself one small step at a time. Sure. Like you, you're put in a position and you make a choice and that creates a little bit more of who you become. Yeah. And so, like, very few people, that's why I asked you about like, someone was gonna ask or whatever about how, how'd you get in Robbie Seabird? Sure, yeah, you yeah, can't. Yeah. You're like, well, I, I mean, when I, my dad did this when I was a kid yeah. and that put me on the trajectory totally, to totally. get to this point in yep, my yep. life.
2: I also know, I also know for a fact, you know, because I've been asked that question multiple times, several times, like, mm-hmm. how did you get to do what you're doing? Yeah. And, um, you know, you probably get to a point in your career where you're like, as a musician, as a freelancer, as a creative, yeah. whatever, where you're like, I feel pretty, it feels stagnant right now. I feel pretty like this might be where I stop. And you have to give yourself goals like, well, you know, what else would I want to do? So... Mm. I took some time off from from touring for a little bit, for about, I don't know, eight months to a year in 2011. I was just, I had done it probably 250 days a year from age 19 to 26 or seven. Whole, yeah, so so I was worn out and I didn't know it. You know, I was like exhausted and had no clue. And I just, I was like, man, I need to take a step back. And I did, I moved to Southern California. I had a really awesome scenario in North County, San Diego. A married couple friend of mine, um, some friends of mine were going on vacation for basically three months. So, like, you can have our little beach condo, which, you know, that yeah. sounds, sounds amazing. It was literally like a one-bedroom, one kitchen, oh, one bathroom. Even, it, doesn't you, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Southern yeah. California. It was basically a hotel room yeah. 50 yards from the beach. Oh. In North County, San Diego, which might as, in my yeah. opinion, I mean, you could probably save yourself a lot of cash and a lot of flying time to go to Hawaii by going to, like, Carlsbad or Sanitas, California. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, you know, but anyway, so I took some time off. It helped a lot of things for me, like perspective and what do I really want to do with this. I was actually in a band that had a development deal at that point, and I had, yeah. I, had I wanted to have nothing to do with it. Really? So I was like, get me out of here. We had Matt I, Chamberlain playing on our songs. Totally. We had, anytime we wanted to record, we could go record in L.A. And, yeah. And, and, and with this... With my, he's still a dear friend of this day. This uh, mix engineer buddy of mine, and, yeah, and he's a hotshot. I was yeah, working yeah. with hotshots, yeah, and yeah. I and I couldn't care less, and I wanted to know why. Yeah, and I'm like, why?
0: You're like having all these feelings and no idea where they're coming from. Like, why do I not want to?
2: Yeah, because yeah. I was exhausted, dude. I yeah. was like, I, I need. I want to figure out what I want from any of this. You know, there was a lot of like growing up and playing worship music and a lot of spiritual stuff involved with it. A lot of, I mean, not so religious, but a lot of like. I want to figure out my own faith. I want to figure out what I really want from music, what I want from faith, because I hear God loves me, but yeah. I don't. I couldn't tell you how. Yeah, and I need to figure this out. It's just another thing people say. Yeah, yeah, it's to- it's totally. Empty
0: word. Yeah, man.
2: And I, you know, and on all, all these scenarios where people say it all the time. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just showing up and playing, and I I hear yeah. it all the time, and that's just what that is, yeah. and I need to figure some stuff out. Anyway. So I'm, I'm in Southern California, and I ended up moving to L.A. Not for music. Like, on um, the end of that summer, I was just... I had some buddies that were getting an apartment up there, and um, they're both musicians. And, no. you know, it, it. I'm living in, basically, Koreatown in L.A., and, like, my my buddy is, like... My roommate is a drummer who um, had an independent band who got produced by the lead singer of that band, Rooney. Um, his name's Robert Schwartzman, who, if you you know you know who he is his his mom is like Adrian and Rocky his brother's Jason Schwartzman like super famous actor yeah the
0: Schwartzman's own yeah and I was a fan Southern California yeah the Coppolis
2: yeah (laughs) and he's a Coppolis so it's like I knew who he was and I was a fan of that first Rooney record and my buddy Joel was like "Um, yeah oh my friend Robert's coming over to to listen to a mix real quick yeah like oh cool Robert I I didn't know who it was I was taking time off just like chilling literally chilling and Robert comes over and like Oh, that's, oh, you mean that Robert. Oh, that Robert,
0: yeah.
2: And so Robert's super cool, gets (laughs) to talking, and he's like, we get to talking, he's like, oh, you play guitar? Like, yeah. It's literally like a 14-year-old freshman in high school conversation. You play guitar? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, I sing. You want to come over and jam? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, cool.
0: I think my dad has, like, a guitar amp in the
2: basement. Oh, sweet. Yeah, "Yeah." but in in Robert's case, he has a $250,000 studio in his garage. Yeah. You know, (laughs) in the middle of, like, one of the nicest parts of LA. Uh, So, you know, Four days later, I'm over there, and we end up writing, like, two songs that day. And then over the course of the next two weeks, we have, like, five or six, and he was transitioning out of one other Rooney thing into a solo thing, whatever. It was just one of those things, like, okay, here's another person that I really admire who, like, is looking to write more songs. I want to be that right-hand man for that guy. I want to be... He's... and. Man, he comes from the type of music I love—Beatles, Beach Boys type of stuff, where it Total. needs it yeah. needs riffs, you know. And it's oh yeah, like, it's
0: I love driven doing Hook oh, City, dude, yeah. and I
2: love it. He loves it, you know. Yeah. more than I've spent more time with Robert listening to ELO and listening to the Beach Boys and the Cars than I have playing huh. music with him, yeah. than I have on stage or yeah. recording with him ever. Like, yeah. we literally go over there and we just listen to. We we'd stay up. We, I get there at ten p.m. We stay up till three a.m. and watch. And listen to anything we could of yellow or jeff Lynn. yeah and that's an education you know yeah so, i love it oh man but yeah it's those scenarios where it's like like i kind of put my myself forward with it too it's like oh cool he's yeah. like what do you do and i'm like oh you know i i'm kind of taking some time off but i play guitar yeah you know and um he's like well cool so I, the, the situation was kind of spun more like well we should g- let's get lunch sometime like, yeah.
0: Let's I, I yeah. said that I was like yeah. we should get lunch sometime, yeah.
2: and we did. Yeah. He was like, that's, that's cool." Let's that's, hang out. He's Joel's yeah. friend. Let's, yeah. hang out. I heard he plays guitar. He yeah. might be good. Yeah, and you show up, and sure enough, you're jamming, and it, it just jamming it just sounds worked. so funny as an adult. But like, yeah, we we're jamming, and it worked, and I it ended up being a really great opportunity. He's one of my best friends, one of my dear friends, wow. and Man. it's it's wild, but it's fun.
0: So. Yeah, I, think that's a great story because I, that story makes me think of, I mean. However many same people like coming to me like how do you how do you how do you get this gig or yeah. how did this happen? Mm-hmm. And it's all the same way. Like, I love that you said fourteen. Yeah, uh, it's like you're fourteen year old kids because that's literally music. Like yeah. anything that matters, oh, yeah. it's literally everything is because a buddy had something come up and a buddy asked you to play because mm-hmm. he liked you as and a you person take it, or whatever. Dude. And you take it. You have yeah. to. Yeah,
2: man, my dad put me. I I hated him at the time for doing this, but he put me in so many stretching hot seat awkward like basically might as well have just had headgear braces on my face (laughs) all the time scenarios like just totally so self-conscious and like but he put me through he put me through through it and like i had moved we had just moved to town i started playing guitar six months before he's like hey there's these guys who live like three or four miles away of a band yeah and he basically just told their mom, like well, the singer's mom, like my son wants to come play with you guys. Yeah, I didn't want to. I was like, no way, like are you kidding me? <laughs> they're like, eighteen year olds. Yeah, and I got in their band. Just, they're, <laughs> just in
0: it, <laughs> and I wasn't
2: good. Yeah, and they weren't. But yeah. they weren't good. They, yeah, you know? we so could have just worked. It just worked, man. And those guys today. What's funny is those guys. Two of those guys are huge songwriters in Nashville. Uh, I met them when they were eighteen, and yeah. I was fourteen, and like we still have a relationship to this day. Yeah, and it's one of it's things like that where you're like, man, you it seems like I want to, You get asked to do things. And you're like, God, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. Yeah, it's it's stretching. Person, yeah, totally. Like, it, but it, it but shapes, it's, yeah, it's work a lot in the work. ways
0: you wouldn't think. It's not me. It's like personality work. Yeah, of like stretching yourself. Yeah, reach out. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that because yeah. you're awesome at that. Okay. you are a freaking stud when it comes to. Hey, I'm in town. Let's meet up sure. and like record some music. Or you're like, hey, I've got some downtime. Like reaching out to people, say, mm-hmm. hey, send me something if you got it. Yeah. Reaching out to people, and I feel like that ties into your thing as a kid of like, hey, uh, you wanna you want to do this. Like mm-hmm. you were trained to be able to like just get over mm-hmm. any insecurities of like, ah, oh, should I call this person? Should I text them? Yeah. Like you're you're just like, nope, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And so. Uh, I'm wondering, because you guys, you travel, your dad's work I means you guys, You guys had to move a ton as a kid, yeah, right? Yeah, we moved, yeah, every, like, three years, yeah. Every, so yeah. I'm wondering, do you feel like that played a role? Like, that having every three years you have to move, meet new people. Mom, meeting new people, yeah. and, like, being like, hey, I don't know you, but let's hang out. Do you feel like that played a role in that?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I was never, like, I was never the one who, when I got to new town, like, I'm so stuck to meet new people. It was more like, God. Why did you do this, Dad? Like, why, yeah. why do I have to? You know, it's I was oh, always an yeah. awkward time. Oh I was, yeah, for sure. I was, it's, there's never a good yeah. time to yeah, yeah. plug into a new school. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it it stretched me a lot, and I also kind of looked at it like, well, it's you know, it's a lot of new people that I get to meet. Yeah. Let's yeah. see, let's see what happens. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm used to this by now. Yeah. It's not shocking that we're moving again. Yeah. Anyway, so I move, and I just get get plugged in. My brother at that point was going to Texas a and gets plugged into Chris Tomlin's church. <laughs> and he's like, and so I'm so he's like, you should yeah. come here for you, for your youth group. Yeah. Because I was still a senior yeah. in high school. And I'm like, well, I was going to junior college, yeah. but I was still as considered technically a senior in high yeah. school. And I ended up meeting a, a ton of people. Yeah. At youth group. And I didn't want to go to youth group. Yeah. I was like, you know, and, but Tomlin was my worship leader it was yeah. before he was assigned, whatever, was whatever. And, um, yeah. yeah. So I ended up meeting these people yeah. there and it was like, I mean I mean met I met Daniel the guy who plays guitar with him who's like probably one of the biggest influences on my career and the way that I am and my outlook on being a guitar player and yeah. being a steward of my faith and like really like having those two work together yeah. um, and he's the right-hand man for Chris Chris leans yeah. on him and I'm like that is a really cool example yeah. he's only I think a year or two older than me Okay and He's do, that's that gave me the reason like I think I can do what he's doing yeah. and he's I can doing talk that to him can, I could yeah. do that yeah. yeah I was like what are you so what are you doing this weekend he's like oh we have a gig in uh San Diego I'm like you're 19 and you have a you're going to you're San flying you go, like yeah. how do you get all your stuff there you yeah know? And <laughs> <it's like> really <laughs> yeah. innocent cool questions <laughs> totally. you know like uh. like it was it was endearing but he's like yeah we're flying you know I have yeah. and i was like how do you what do you have so, you know, see the yeah. pedal board and all these yeah. cases and I was like and it was that scenario that honestly made me feel like, okay, I can, Yeah. what he's doing, I can do yeah. in whatever, it doesn't matter if it's playing with Rooney yeah. or playing with uh, Robbie C or Phil or whoever, you know, mm. it doesn't matter what it is, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And so that move was actually really great for me because it made me step into it. Like it yeah. sounds
0: like you're all about relationships and everything that's open, every door that's opened up for you for you and the same with most people is from those friendships and relationships yeah and I feel like you are like really good at making new relationships and trying something new like you're freaking living in Minnesota yeah like you took like a chance to move here for a while yeah and like you're just good and so I'm just curious at what like what at the core of you makes you someone that's really good even though you're not naturally like hey I'm I want to like meet new people and get out of my comfort zone no mm-hmm. one wants to be like that yeah maybe there's some people well, that. I'm do. not a
2: networker by any yeah place, yeah. you're not you know. a
0: networker i all, yeah, yeah, at yeah. all and it's never like that that kind of like um, oily vibe right like right. To, to get something out of it yeah. but i'm i just it's interesting how much of a value you put on people um in like a healthy way it's yeah. cool it's like in a healthy way and you still in that healthy way can lean onto that when like hey i'm in town yeah like, let's get past the crap you don't have to feel weird about me hitting you up for yeah. work yeah i don't have to feel bad about hitting you up totally you're just good at that mm.
2: I don't think I'm a, I mean, I'm definitely not afraid to put myself out there to it. Uh, to an extent that's, um, you know, respectable, I guess, and healthy, you know? Yeah. I'm, I don't want to, I'm not going to post, hey, I'm in LA, people hit yeah. me for work. It's, it's people that I know that I, you know, that are like yeah. my friends and family. Yeah. Feeling like maybe I won't, I'm not homeless in, in this career. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter where I live. Yeah. I have enough things with the people I really, I, you know, in my 30s now, I have enough to do and enough relationships that I've gathered over the years of people that I really respect and people who really respect me so I have yeah. to know like hey these people really respect me if I don't tell them I'm yeah not gonna, they're not gonna know and so it's just basically just oh, showing man. up and being there because I know these you know someone you know this guy I'm working with is like you're my favorite guitar player in the world I'm like and I can sit back and go like how come he hasn't called me and it's like <laughs> yeah. Totally. You know, I'm not going to yeah. be the, like, 16-year-old girl on Saturday night waiting for some dude to call, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like well, I, he, he's never going to know. That dude's really busy. Yeah. He flies to London. Yeah. And then he's in New York two days later. Then he's in LA three days yeah. later. And I'm like, all right, he will never know. I want to work with him. Yes. And I may not be on his radar right now because that dude has been going nonstop. I'm going to just put myself on his radar. Yeah. And it, and it works, you know? So man you know and I'm, I'm not just calling up people like there are people that I would love to work with like yeah. there's so many producers that I would love to work with I'm not just gonna call and go hey man I'm Taylor and you know <laughs> check me out on Instagram I'd love <laughs> totally, to work with yeah, you totally. but it's like I'm gonna totally. use my sphere of people sphere of influence and sphere of people and be like just let let them know like you know with with Robert with Rooney it's, I've called him right now I was like hey dude let's let's write like three or four songs this time in town he would be get so excited you know yeah it's the same way that, like, if I... It's literally the same way as yeah. if you called Jasper, and we're like, yeah. hey, let's go get a drink, and it's, like, probably nine times out of ten, someone's gonna be like, yeah. let's do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, how do you put yourself out there? Yeah.
0: Like, because that goes across, like, that does, that's not a musical thing. It's well, a personal thing. That's see, any...
2: You gotta see what you want, and you have to go get it, because that's yeah. the only way... The question is asked, how do you get to where you are? It seems like it all fell in your lap, and... Man, no, you've worked to get what you're doing and where, what you're doing, no matter what it is. You put in the work. You've had fun doing it. And yeah. that's a lucky thing to yeah. be able to do. Say and, Yeah. And, but at the same time, you know, nobody's going to you can sit around and wait on people to keep doing it and wait on those things to keep happening. Yeah. Or you can say, I'm going to I'm going to step forward, put some initiative forward. And these people have said all these great things and about me, the bit I've worked with. I'm gonna let him know I want to keep working. Yeah, and I'm gonna let him know I keep. Learning, I want to keep hanging
0: out. Yeah, and has that ever has ever backfired? Just play devil's advocate because I'm trying yeah. to think of the questions that would that would go into my head uh, that would convince me to not make that text or phone call. It would be like, well, I don't want to come across as like being uh, networking, Meteor, yeah. Yeah. yeah, or like I don't, like using that relationship for something. Do have you ever have you, well, has that ever backfired? Like have little, you ever gotten like, no. pushback?
2: No, it's a little easier for me because I live in Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. You know, or, and I'm from Texas too, you know? Yeah. I mean? And it, it, there's not much different. It's geographically, yeah. you're just yeah. way just north or way south. Way south, yeah. I'm not. Still I, Midwest. I, I, don't love, I, I don't love living in LA. Yeah. I don't love New York. Yeah. I just don't. I, I kind of just don't love being in an industry town. Yeah. I love going in. Yeah. and peace and out. Yeah, So, you know, do what you can, get it done. Get some work and, done. Yeah, hang head friend, back home. Eat yeah. some great food you couldn't get in Minnesota yeah. Texas, but man, I, you know, someone said it really great the other day to me. It's like, people in those towns, are they're working towards notoriety and fame and along with that comes money and and you can get off this path. People in Minnesota and Texas, what they call the flyover states, I would not consider yeah. Texas a flyover state. Yeah. Minnesota's not yeah. on that list either. But, yeah. People in this area, his friend said, he's like they're working towards family, they're working towards a backyard, they're working towards community and friends mm. and um, you know lifelong friendships, and that's what I want. Yeah. I can go in these towns. Yeah, I can go to L.A., New York, Nashville, whatever. Be in and out. Say, you guys, you keep yeah. doing you, and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll take a little bit of it, and I'm just gonna come home and chill. Yeah. And um, but if you're gonna know. do that, you have to be good at when you're around. When you're around, setting that yeah, up and putting mean, yourself you know, out there. Totally totally so do you ever second guess
0: yourself or is there
2: just are you just pure confidence with that like when you're
0: like hey dude i'm in town let's do something
2: do you ever be before you hit send like "Ah, i don't
0: No. do you ever like second guess
2: yourself no because i mean i i have to think what if well what would i think if someone was doing that to me if someone were like i would feel i mean i just feel good if someone were saying hey i'm coming through minnesota i'm coming through minneapolis let's hang out you got anything we can work on yeah i'd be like yeah. and that's really cool they yeah. reached out let's yeah. do it so even if
0: you don't have something you're working on sure, you'd be like let's hang out, out. yeah totally so dude this is awesome dude thanks for hanging yeah
2: dude thanks for
1: having me what I'm looking for <laughs> is this thing on? hey guys no hey dudes that's what I wanted to say hey dudes Sarah here uh, listen to this track from Taylor's new project Wild Ponies songs called encinitas only one pony damn wild pony hey dudes (laughs) hey dudes sarah here this is taylor (laughs) this hey dudes (laughs) hey dudes hey dudes sarah here (laughs) <laughs> yeah, now <nice. laughs> Hey, dude, Sarah here. Take a listen to Taylor's new song, Encinitas, perhaps that's how you say it, from his new project, Wild Pony. Shire, are you liking the song? String Bean. I don't think he does.
0: And also, I'm really pumped about this. We have a map right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. It's pretty cool. You can click on it. You can see where these have done. If you want to go visit them, if you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there. Or you can just check it out at thecuriouspod.com slash map or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show. I'll show. (laughs) Also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan. At the Rob Morgan, whatever. You you you, you know the drill. Alright, enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, <laughs> I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast, or else I'd have to tell you, podcasting makes me thirsty, and nothing quenches a podcast thirst, whether you're listening, uh, interviewing, editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness. Hey, Hofi, can I steal you for a second? Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness? I'd like to take a minute to thank
1: Guinness, because it truly is made of more.
0: That's all. All right. That's it. Thanks. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love that crap. Alright, have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks
1: for being here. <laughs> I got
0: nothing. Say the most random thing you can think of. No. Yell it. I got
1: nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde. <laughs> Perfect.